Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pup, Pup, and Away podcast. My name is Stephanie. I am a certified dog trainer and canine behaviorist in San Antonio, Texas, and I am the owner of Pup, Pup, and Away, where we focus and specialize in pet care with the behavioral edge. So we do boarding, daycare, all with a little bit of extra special attention to enrichment and body language and what really is it that your dog's trying to say in doggy daycare and what is it that they need while they're staying with us. And then, of course, lots of dog training. Um, we've had a, a puppy so a puppy uh, episode in the past already, but um, I wanted to dive in a little bit deeper into socialization. Um, there's a lot of puppies in the universe right now. Um, usually happens, you know, after Christmas time. So um, all my puppy classes are full and I just can't seem to get enough puppy content out there. So today we're going to be talking a little bit more specifically about some do's and don'ts of socialization. My first tip, do establish a relationship with a vet and get your puppy vaccinated, but don't wait until all rounds of vaccinations to start socialization. Unfortunately, there's still um, some disconnect between the dog training community and um, the vet community. And once again, vets are not trainers are behaviorists and trainers and behaviorists are not vets. However, um, a lot of vets are still spitting news that and advice that you should not get your dog out of the house until after they've had all their rounds because parvo is scary. Um, and definitely it, it is scary and it definitely is something that is important for us to keep in mind. Um, so I'm not trying to downplay the severity and the importance of making sure that your puppy does not get parvo. However, Waiting and delaying socialization until your puppy has all of their rounds of vaccines is detrimental to their mental health, their sociability, and could lead to big behavioral problems later on. Um, So whenever your vet is giving you that advice, take it, yes, but definitely also ask other questions as well. Um, For example, I had just had a a client that they have been using pee pads for the past four or five months because their vet told him you should never, ever step outside this house. Um, And so now we're having a pretty decent time trying to reverse some of those behaviors because our dog is very used to going on potty pads. Um, So potty train your dogs still outside. If you guys live in a house and you know the animals and all the different things that have been in your home and in your backyard, your backyard's pretty safe. Um, use if you're in a, an apartment, and maybe you don't live in the nicest apartment where a bunch of people pick up after their dogs. Um, you can use a potty patch, like those fake pieces of grass, or maybe even your potty pads, um, the disposable ones, outside on your balcony. Um, so still get your dog used to going potty outside of the four walls of your home. Um, the American Veterinary Society of Animal Behavior, so they are a trusted group of very educated people who are vets and trainers and they definitely recommend early puppy socialization after your puppy has had a few sets of their vaccines. Um, Our stance at Pup Pup is your puppy can start coming to classes and socialization once they've had about two sets of vaccines. So they have their initial um, and then one booster because they also do get some pretty good immunity from mom as long as you you know got them from a reputable breeder. Um, and maybe not like a hoarding situation or a puppy mill situation or something like that. But I want you guys to think about early socialization is your quote unquote vaccine to any problem, 
behaviors that you might develop because of lack of socialization later. Um, the probability of your dog having getting contracting a communicable disease from socialization is a lot less likely than your dog having big, severe problems later on in life because we didn't take the time, the best time to socialize our puppies. Um, unfortunately, that primary socialization window closes pretty quickly. At four months, it's already starting to close. Your dog is already starting to have all of those different um, temperaments be set. So, and then of course, we don't stop giving vaccines until four months. So, unfortunately, those times really do overlap with one another. And a lot of it is definitely being sure that you're doing things safely. Um, so, we talked a little bit more about that in the puppy episode a couple weeks ago, but making sure that you know the dogs you're getting your puppy around, Um, making sure that the places you're going have been cleaned um, or are not high traffic areas for dogs. Um, And so don't be taking them to dog parks, but definitely talk to a trainer. Maybe there's a puppy class going on where they're taking the time to clean the environment, clean all the tools and whatnot so that your dog can still get around other dogs that other vaccination statuses are known and uh, we're doing it a nice, clean, safe environment. So do establish those relationships with the vet and definitely start getting your puppy vaccinated, but do not wait until all rounds of vaccines have been completed before starting your puppy socialization. Next up, do use treats to build positive association. Don't use treats as coercion or bribery. So, um, Whenever your dog is being introduced to a new person, new stimuli, a new object, something along those lines, we have a tendency to keep putting treats closer and closer and closer to the object, like we're breadcrumbing them over to it. Um, That can create a little bit of stress and frustration for your puppy. If they really want that food, you'll see them like reaching for the treat, but have their neck really far extended and keeping their whole body away from them, from, from the object or the person. Um, that's your dog having a little bit of a stress or fear response. They're curious and they're interested and they really want that treat, but man, they don't really want to go that far, that close to that thing to get it. Um, so instead, what I'd rather you have you guys do for it, there is an object that you're wanting your dog to experience or have a positive relationship with. Back up, get some distance from it to the point where your dog can see the object but not be having a spooky or scared response. As soon as they look at it, yes, good boy, yay, whatever whatever verbal praise you'd like to use, and then give a cookie. Once your dog's a little bit more comfortable and not so like eyeball-y of the object, you can start to get a little bit closer. Once again, if there's still no fear response, yay, good boy, give treat whenever they look. And with time, you can move yourself closer and closer and closer to it. Most dogs, it takes a whole like minute or so. Um, instead of bringing the treat and luring them over it or things like that. Now, once your dog is up close to something and they're comfortable being around something, then you go ahead and put treats on things or have that person give the treats or whatever it is um, to still create that positive association and to um, continue to encourage and reward your dog for having that curiosity, but don't use the treats to get them closer to it. Um, This is another example too for like adult dogs or even nervous dogs or scared dogs. Um, Whenever I'm meeting a client with a nervous or scared dog and I'm trying to build a relationship with them, I do use treats and I'm tossing treats at the dog, but I'm not trying to have the treats be in between me and the dog to where the dog has to come closer to me. Instead, 
instead what I'll do is I'll toss cookies over the dog, further away from the dog. So in distance, it's me and then dog and then treat on the other side. Um, So then that way the dog doesn't have to feel oh, I really don't want you, but I really want that treat. Instead, they'll, oh, okay, no biggie. That thing tossed a treat out. That person tossed a treat out. I get to have my freedom to go get the cookie and then watch them come back up to you without the use of the treat there. Um, And so with time, after they go and grab the cookie, when they're walking back up to you because, hey, man, you just threw a treat. You might throw another one. So I want to stay close to you and keep my eye on you. Um you'll start to notice that they come closer and closer and closer. So we're using the treats to build a positive association there and to maybe uh, encourage, but we don't want to be using treats as a way to bribe dogs to do things that, that they're uncomfortable with or get them closer to things that they're uncomfortable with. Next up, do introduce your puppy to new people, but don't be afraid to speak up for your puppy and your training goals, okay? Um, a lot of us have, I mean, I've never seen an ugly puppy. Every puppy to me is the cutest thing in the whole entire world. And when you're introducing your dog to new people, your people that you're introducing your dog to might be like, oh my God, what a cute puppy. And they might do and reward some behaviors that you're trying to break. For example, jumping up. It's a very common thing for puppies to jump up on people. It's not that you have a bad dog. That's just a very natural reaction to have. When you're wanting to teach your dog not to jump up on people, it's really important that they don't get reinforcement from anybody Um, because the best reward schedule to keep a behavior in cue is to sometimes reinforce it. So if like you and the family are really good about not giving pets and attention when puppy jumps, but when you're taking your dog out to meet new people and they are petting and giving treats to your puppy while they're jumping up on them, they are sometimes being reinforced and that behavior is actually getting stronger. Um, So instead, feel free to talk to people. Hey, please make sure that you get my dog into a sit before um, you know you handle them because a lot of people will be like, oh, it's okay. I'm a dog person, um, which is a very nice response, but also you're undoing a lot of my hard work. Um, so don't be afraid to speak up for your training goals. Um, if that's the case, if the person's doing something, um, you know, you can have your puppy on leash when meeting new people and when your puppy jumps and if the person doesn't listen to you, you can tell your puppy, come on puppy, let's go over here and then walk away and just say, I'm so sorry. You know, my puppy's not ready to introduce people um, to be introduced to people just yet. So thanks for the pets, but no thanks. Um, speak up for your goals. Another one too is I'm seeing a lot of nervous puppies right now. Um, puppies that maybe aren't so like absolutely happy-go-lucky and in people's face for introductions. Um, and some of us have the tendency to pick up our puppies and like hand them over to the stranger. Um, we have the tendency to hold our puppy still so that way the, the, the new person can be engaging and interacting and physically touching our puppies. Um, I want us to be really careful with this because this can lead to frustration. If we're not doing something to like make it fun and approachable for the puppy and we're just holding them and putting them through something and forcing them to go through that interaction with 
repetition and with time, we may accidentally teach our puppy that you'll never not be nervous or scared because I'm not teaching you how to not be nervous and not be scared. But now you're always going to anticipate the impending doom of me holding you still while people come and do whatever they want to you. Um, and that can definitely lead to now, now I'm going to bark, now I'm going to growl when people are not touching me, but they're a little further away because I know what's about to happen next because it's happened so many times before. So if you're feeling that your puppy's a little bit nervous, make the interaction a little bit different and don't be afraid to say, whoa, 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 wait, you're, you came on a little bit too strong with my dog. Would you please sit down instead? Would you please have an open hand of treats? Would you please not pet over the head? Um, different things like that. It's really important that while we go through the socialization time that our dogs are having lots and plenty of interactions, um, but we also want to be focusing on the quality of those interactions instead and not just only the quantity. Number four on the list, do crate train. Don't let puppy have too much freedom too quickly. I love crate training. I love crates. My dogs do not need to be in a crate anymore. They are both adults. They have free reign of the house, but we got there because we utilized the crates. We got there because crates are great potty training tools. Um, The crate is always out and open in my apartment, and my dogs still choose to go in there on their own when they want extra alone time or anything like that. Um, So it's really good to have that skill because your dog may go to the vet or to the groomer or for a boarding situation, and it might be really, it's going to be, it might not, be it will be really important for your dog to not be stressed out in containment because they will be needed some sort of containment in all three of those different um, scenarios don't let puppy have too much freedom too quickly this is for two reasons one potty training and chew trait uh, chew training Um, your dog chewing on different things grabbing socks grabbing shoes chewing on furniture different things like that when we give our puppy too much freedom too quickly we see big regressions or probably no progress in the potty training or um the chew training, those things are things that your dog has to get used to, has to learn, and also will adapt with time as they start to get older. Um, so utilize those crates, train positive associations to those, make games out of crate time, um, have fun in there, put them in there often. Whenever you are starting to play around with the idea of your puppy having a little bit more space and more freedom, um, baby gate or pen off areas maybe rooms or something like that and start small and slowly make your way bigger instead of just okay you're done potty training go from crate to here's the entire house so make sure that when you are giving that freedom um, that we're doing so slowly and making sure that your puppy is always making good decisions before we give them even more space number five do introduce puppies to dogs adult dogs but do not go to dog parks, okay? So this goes a little bit to the one about vaccinations a little bit earlier. Dog parks, we have no idea who's there. We have no idea their temperament and also could be pretty nasty and pretty dirty because people have a tendency to not pick up after their dogs. Um, So open, this is a great time. Puppy socialization is a great time for you to do some socialization yourself. 
So find friends and family members who have appropriate adult dogs whose vaccination status we know and who's healthy. Um, You want to find dogs that are going to be playful um, and dogs that are not going to be afraid to give feedback to the puppy. We don't want the puppy to now just like overpower the adult dog. We don't want the puppy to do anything that they want to the adult dog. I want an adult dog who is going to be willing to play and have a good interaction with the puppy, but also who is willing to say, rah! that was too much puppy. Don't bite me like that. You're getting too crazy. Or to also like, okay, dude, you're being way too much. I'm going to ignore you from now on. Okay. Now you're being better. Okay. Now I'm going to play with you again. Um, literally by like ignoring and walking away from puppy or just not giving into the puppy's annoying play. Um, making sure that we're doing so is going to be really important, um, because the adult dogs have, you know, they speak dog, right? And so they can give better corrections for us. But I want to make sure that we know the dog, we know the health status. So doing this at a dog park is not the best place to do it. Call up some friends, call up your dog training facility. Um, They may have some puppy socials, they may have um, some classes that kind of give that maybe they allow them into doggy daycare. That's what we do. Our doggy, our uh, group class kids or any of our puppies really can start coming into adult dog daycare. Um, We pair them up with the small dogs first and as they start to get bigger, you know, move them into the bigger adult rooms. Um, But it's a good way for your puppy to still get nice and tired, to still create those socialization relationships, um, but to also get really good feedback from adult dogs. Next up on the list, do focus on basic manners and using them during introductions. Don't let your puppy go wild with excitement when meeting a new person or a new object. Um, And I think this is probably the one part that we often tend to miss. So when we're doing puppy socialization, we're trying to make great positive associations of meeting people, um, which can lead to our dogs being extremely excited when people come over because when people come over, I get treats and now we're in a different state of mind. Um, And you also should be, you know, as your puppy gets older, be teaching basic manners like sit and leave it and off and different things like that. And when we're in those socialization Um, environments, making sure that we're still utilizing some of those skills while my puppy is learning new people, new dogs. So their socialization should be about creating relationships with people and dogs, um, establishing positive association with new stimuli, but also knowing and learning how to do basic manners while I'm meeting those people or those dogs. Um, Because what we don't want to do is create too much hyper excitement around dogs and people because then you have the problem of every time I go out for a walk, my dog gets so excited when they see another dog and they just have to run over there and they just want to greet the dog. Like also teach your puppy the value of, look, there's a dog, look at me. Yes, give treats. Instead, like ignore that dog for a second. Treats are going to be with me and different things like that. I'm not just, oh, look, there's a puppy let's go say hi um because there's gonna be times that there's gonna be a dog that you encounter on your walk that should not be said hello to because maybe they didn't do their puppy socialization so do focus on teaching those manners and using them through introductions and don't just let your puppy go haywire with excitement when meeting new people meeting new dogs work on calming them down work on refocusing them work on sits and different things like that and play sessions have them come to you have them sit grab a collar have them sit don't just let them go balls to the wall crazy because then your dog will just learn to be balls to the wall whenever they're put in those same situations 
Next up, do get into a puppy class that focuses on basic manners and socialization. Don't use aversives. Um, so we have a great puppy class at Pup Pup where we teach the basic manners, sit down, leave it, loose leash walking, come when called, touch, how not to jump up on people, a variety of different things. But we also mix in socialization. So we work and train for a bit. Then we let all the puppies off leash. We let them play. Um, and then we do things like calling our puppies from play, grabbing a collar, giving a treat, and then we put leashes back on, and then we train a little bit more, and then we cycle over and over. So it's a good way to work and play and train and socialize, um, but in a very nice structured way. Um, and so it's really important to have both of those things. We also have a puppy socialization power play um, every week that any of our puppies and any of our programs can come to. So that way puppies are meeting puppies from different classes, uh, maybe puppies who are doing private lessons still have a nice, safe, clean space to go meet puppies that we already know vaccination status. But getting that play and working on teaching your dogs how to be appropriate around different things is going to be really important for your dog, obviously. Now, my don't was don't use aversives. So one thing that breaks my heart the most is when I see like, a four-month-old golden retriever with a choke chain on or a prong collar. And I'm like, what is happening? Um, there is a time and a place for aversives, um, but it's only when all other training options have been exhausted and if the behavior is not manageable and if the behavior is a life and death, you know, there's, there's life and death uh, consequences to it. That's when we use aversives. We don't use aversives when we have a happy-go-lucky puppy who is still learning the way of the world and not having any behavior issues. Um, so making sure that we, I mean, come on guys, we have puppies, they're cute little things. We should be wanting to play with them and, and take care of them and not be using aversives like that, especially when they haven't given us a really good reason to do so. Um, so make sure that you're using positive reinforcement, telling our dogs all the things that we do like, slowing down your training plan. Every dog is super smart. I know how to use aversives and I will use aversives if I have to, I've been training since 2013 and I haven't had to. So make sure that we are still um, going through those steps of training, slowing down the training plan, making things successful for our dogs, and then moving through those things in a nice, happy, positive way because, man, they're puppies and who wants to hurt puppies? Next up, do also focus on socializations to objects, textures, and sounds. And uh, don't... Don't think that socialization is only about introduction to people and dogs and building relationships. Um, so this is the best time to start introducing your dog to grooming tools, to what does the brush look like, um, the nail clippers, different things like that. Start getting your dog to touch different textures. Um, most of us have, you know, grassy areas and concrete, but what about rocky pebbles? What about... Um, tile floor if you have nothing but wood floor some dogs can be kind of weird about floor types um, at puppy social we lay down a bunch of different things for your puppies to step on some things are silly like uh 
We have like tin pans on the floor that your puppy can step on and tarps and different things like that. Um, but it's just about building a little bit of confidence there too. And when your dog is met with something new that they can be like, oh, I, you know, it's no biggie. New things are not scary. Um, so making sure that we're focusing also on sounds, um, sounds of the city, cat sounds, kid sounds, um, or if there ever is a time when, you know, there is a loud, crazy noise, making sure that we, yay, we throw a party and make sure that it wasn't just like, (gasps) what was that? Like a a crazy sound happened. Maybe your puppy startled for a second, but then we offset and redirect that attention to, hey, puppy, let's do this instead. Um, So like times when it's thundering outside, you got a big crack of thunder, yay, puppy, good boy, and then toss a treat at them. Even if you didn't see a negative reaction, it's just nice for your dog to be like new loud noises are not scary either um, to make sure that we're also focusing on objects textures and sounds and not just on those those relationships with people and dogs do teach handling and restraint but don't force restraint um, so making sure that your dogs are getting comfortable with their paws being touched their nails being touched their teeth being looked at um, doing minor restraint like typically what you would see a, a vet tech do at the at like the vet clinic right they may be like will put a whole arm around a torso and then another arm in front of the neck to hold them still while the doctor does X, Y, and Z. Um, so setting your dogs up for those different things like put them on a table and actually restrain for a second and then give treats and then let go. And it might take two people to do that. Um, You can even do things with like spreading peanut butter on the counter or the table itself, on the wall that's next to you, using a licky mat so that way you can, while your dog is licking, you restrain while they're licking and then you let go and you restrain a little bit longer and then you let go. Um, Once again, building a positive association to those. We don't want to force anything. Um, The first time that your dog goes to the vet's office and if they're already being restrained and they're not having something to counterbalance that scary, what could possibly could be scary, right? Because they don't know the vet tech and, oh my God, something just poked me in the butt. Um, No one truly likes being poked in the butt. Um, Making sure that we know we're offsetting those things so you're not just forcing your dog to get through those. We're prepping our dog before we get there and having little training exercises. But then even when you are at the vet, take high value treats, take those peanut butters and ask the vet like, hey, I'm gonna be, don't don't ask for permission. May I treat my dog while you do the exam? Um, It should be, I am going to treat my dog while you do the exam. And if they say that's not a good idea, then you say, I'm gonna find a different vet. The only time that is, inappropriate for your dog to be chewing on something is possibly when your dog when the doctor is looking at like or like listening to lungs and heartbeat that might be the only time that I don't I'm not actively giving treats so that way the doctor can actually hear what's going on Um, so you want to teach those handling and those restraints before we actually need them And my last one is kind of similar to some other ones, but I just want to hit it again. Um, We do want to socialize and introduce our dogs to new dogs and new people, but we don't want to force interactions. Um, The reason why socialization is so important right now is because your puppy is the most curious that they'll ever be, and they're also the most moldable that they'll ever be. Um, And so even if your dog is having a little bit of a fear response to meeting someone, like definitely don't, oh, just pick up my puppy and put it in your arms or, oh, don't worry, just go up to my puppy. He'll, it'll, he'll be fine with it. Um, You know, set, set the situation up, set the scenario up to be a little bit less 
daunting to be uh, less intense perhaps. Um, so for example, if someone's coming over and your puppy's already having some weird fear stuff, don't just, you know, don't just not control the situations. Have the person sit down, um, maybe on the floor, maybe on the couch, give the person some treats, tell the person, will you please toss these cookies either at or further away for my dog to go grab. Um, And because your puppy is so moldable and so curious, eventually they're going to start to get even more curious and start to move closer and closer to the person. Um, And the best thing that I would tell everyone is, is any person when they're meeting your dog, and if you have a dog that's a little bit nervous is, don't do not pet my dog until I tell you it's okay to pet my dog because oftentimes what will happen is the puppy finally starts to get curious enough to where they're close enough to sniff but if you're watching body language and that neck is really out far stretched and the rest of their body is as far away as possible from the person but close just enough to sniff if that's when the person is like oh hey puppy and then reaches over and touches that's going to completely scare your puppy because what your puppy is doing in that moment is saying, I'm curious enough to get close enough to get some information, but I don't trust you enough to where as soon as you make the wrong movement, I'm going to head into the opposite direction. And so sometimes it's just too much for people to like have the impulse control to not pet right away, especially if they're really excited to meet your puppy. So make sure you're deciphering those things for your guest while your puppy's going through that transition. So in those moments to say, I know that he's sniffing at you, but he's still not ready to be touched. Will you continue to still please give treats? Maybe see if he'll take a treat out of your hand. When the puppy is now going up to the person and now all four feet are like regular stance and they're actually choosing to stand next to or by the person without any sort of weird outstretched body language, then we can say, okay, I think my puppy's ready to be touched. Will you just hold your hand out and see if you can pet him under the chin or below the chest. Um, If your puppy's still a little bit on the fence, a a, a pet over the head might be just enough and just scary enough for them to be like, nope, I'm out of here. So making sure that that first pet is nice and good too. So slow down the introduction, um, make it so that the possibility for your dog to meet someone is still there, but you're slowing it down to do it at your puppy's own uh, pace. And my last tip is really more, um, I think more for like dog-dog interactions. Um, Do have confidence in the situation, in the scenario when your dog is meeting another dog. Don't let your crazy energy teach your dog weird things. Um, And what I mean by this is happens pretty often in puppy class, even though we set a very standard young age, at some points, you know, we still get the really small, tiny Yorkies in with the bigger German Shepherds or something like that, right? There's still a lot of um, uh, differences in variety and size, right? And so sometimes when we have the pet parents who are maybe helicopter parents, like literally hovering over their dog or in those, in those socialization times when we do the off-leash play and another dog comes up to their dog who's maybe smaller or maybe a little bit more on the reserve side um, and the parents go <gasps> and they pick their puppy up right away. Oh Lord, we're sending lots of bad signals to our dog at that point. 
Um, instead of reacting like that and scooping your puppy up, um, which I know can be difficult, especially if you have a small dog and a bigger dog is coming up to them, because of course you want your puppy to be safe and to not have any physical harm done. And of course the other puppy is maybe learning their socialization as well. Um, but instead of freaking out and pulling your puppy away, I would rather you literally physically step in between your puppy and the other dog with your puppy behind you and then taking like slow shuffles in towards the other dog's direction to kind of just build space and move them backwards. Um, If you're familiar with the dog, you may also just put a hand in between the two and kind of like like grab the dog um, like on the shoulder and then like literally steer them away from your dog. Um, and there's different ways to defuse that situation without you picking up the dog, your own dog, and being nervous and scared. I don't want your puppy to think, man, every single time a dog comes by, mom gets really crazy, and then they go, <sighs> it gets sucked up into the air. <laughs> um, Instead, you have that nice, cool confidence to step in, help your puppy diffuse the situation. And that one's a little bit harder to um, give you a lot of coaching in you know, a verbal format. In puppy class, I really have to show people how to do it and then let them try it out a couple times for me to give them some pointers before they truly feel comfortable doing that. Um, so get in contact with the local trainer or something like that if you're having that issue, if you're having that um, th- those, those moments. Um, Um, you can even sometimes just like step in between the puppy, pull out one of your treats and then like ask the other dog to sit because most dogs are food motivated and most dogs, especially if they're young puppies, they may do it also. Um, so making sure that we're protecting our dog's space if needed, but not having our nervous energy be what defines that interaction there. Those are all my puppy tips for puppy socialization, my do's and my don'ts. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that you guys um, are now more better prepared to have a fantastic puppy socialization period. Um, It's a lot of fun to have a puppy and to be socializing and doing all kinds of stuff. Remember, the biggest thing is to be establishing relationships, teaching your dog it's okay and how to handle novel stimuli, creating that bounce back, what bounce back is is when your dog is introduced to something new and maybe it's for a second then it's ah nah it's okay because they met so many new things in the beginning and the socialization time that meeting new things later on in life is not that big of a deal Um, you want to do it making sure that you're setting up everything for quality not quantity. Um, I know that there's some sort of like statistic that your puppy is supposed to meet 100 people within four weeks or some, or four months or something like that. Um, that puts a lot of pressure on you and that puts a lot of pressure on quantity and bad interactions instead of multiple good interactions to build a nice positive association. But don't forget, part of socialization is not just establishing those relationships, but also teaching our puppy how to act around other dogs, other people, how to be calm around those other dogs and other, those other people, and that not every person or every dog needs or wants to be introduced to you. As always, don't forget the fun doesn't have to stop here. Please find us on our social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, and our handle is at pup pup and away sa. Um, if you'd like to become a client, we're always taking new daycare clients, training clients, and boarding clients. We would love to meet you and your canine sidekick. 
Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. Um, if you're enjoying this episode, please share it with your friend. Uh, we usually have our own post on our Instagram. Please share it from there if you don't want to create your own post. Um, the number of episode listens is ticking up each week, and that makes me very happy. Um, I also would love any of your feedback, so feel free to like rate and review on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, but also feel free to get in contact with us via Instagram. Give us your suggestions. Give us your feedback. Uh, let us know what topics you'd like to hear. And of course, if you're ever so inclined to really positively reinforce me, we also have a link in the show notes for some monetary donations. Uh, a little bit of something, something is better than nothing and definitely helps to uh, motivate me to continue to work on this podcast for you guys. It would be greatly appreciated. Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic evening or day or whatever time you're listening to this too. And I can't wait to talk to you guys in our next episode.